Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boy. Me and I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Fennick. We got ourselves a Bucks preview, with a little extra sprinkled in. We got Greg Allman of The Athletic, who covers the Bucks, coming on in a little bit. And then we'll uh, bring in Danny for our fantasy draft and uh, and quick picks and giant factors. Justin, what's going on, dude? Got my Hog Molly shirt on today, because boy, do we need him. Boy. Well, first, let's thank some people. Let's thank Josh mm. S. So thanking him a second time because I accidentally forgot his name the first time. So we're thanking him. And then we're say, we're thanking two people who have basically the same name with Robert Brower. Robert Brower. You know, um, there was these people I know. It was, uh, you know, a couple. And the couple would call, would she, she had a really bad list when she would say Wobbit. And her, you know, her boyfriend's name was mm. Robert and they call her Wobbit. And he would gas her up and like she's so smart. And it's like, no, she's not, Robert. Don't. That's fun. Don't, you shouldn't. You gotta gas people up. Come on, we we need to. We, we, this this year has been hard enough. This was we like five years ago. Justin. Up. We this year five has been hard ago. enough. And then Bobby Stripes, Bobby Stripes, Bobby the Boy in Stripes. How about that? How about that? Uh, Patreon.com backslash Token Giants. Two month, two dollars a month. You get some good perks. Behind the scenes things, I release talking analytics early to the Patreon crowd. We live stream all of our podcasts, and they get access to monthly raffles two times a month for, to get some free shirts. TalkingGiants.com backslash. Oh, nope, that's not it. Patreon.com backslash Talking Giants. Bobby, um, we got some Corolla news. The Corolla has hit the New York Football Giants. It has hit the Giants, and it hit us up front. It hit us right in the mouth. Will Hernandez has coronavirus. COVID. Vi- uh, COVID. If uh, if you don't know, well, now you know. Now they they quarantine Gates, Thomas, Pert, um, Lemieux, Lemieux, Poli, Slade. One Poli of them. was one of them, and I think I think like Fleming, I think Fleming. No, Pert practiced. I think Fleming was quarantined. A lot of them were not practicing today, and usually the Thursday practices. Wednesday, Thursday practices are pretty important. Yeah. Kyle Murphy practiced. Matt Parrott practiced. Kevin Zeitler practiced. Mm. Chad Slade, maybe? Chad's- I think Slade did practice, even though I just said that he was quarantined. But I remember seeing his name in a noteworthy fashion, which in, which I would think it would be that he actually, whoa, Chad Slade practiced, which good for Chad Slade. He got reps. So Probably the starting guard. Shane Lemieux <laughs> going to start, right? I, I said this. Don't be surprised, though. Because it's short notice, because they see Shane Lemieux in practice and they may not deem him as ready, I wouldn't be surprised, how, one, if they played Slade, or two, they slid Gates over and pit Pulley at center or vice versa and pit Pulley at guard. Um, I'm hoping for Lemieux just because, you know, new is always more fun. 
you know, I like I like Lemieux, but I've been saying Shane Lemieux's college tape reminds me of Will Hernandez's pro tape. So like, we got to pump the brakes. This guy will have struggles. He might give up a sack. There, there is issues there. There is a reason he fell to the fifth round. I like him. I think he was an awesome fifth round pick. But not having Will Hernandez is a loss. It is 100% a loss. And if you're arguing that it's not, you just you, you, you it's just because you don't like Will Hernandez. Before last week's game, he was number one in the National Football League in run block win. We rate. don't use those fake stats. Pass block win I, rate, I and know, run block win rate is not a real stat. I actually do think I validate run block win rate more than I validate pass block win rate because it's a lot easier to see. In my opinion, you could disagree with this, and I probably will agree with you anyway, because I really don't feel that tied into those kind of stats. But it's easier to see if an offensive lineman wins a play against the run, and they're what they're kind of trying to do versus the pass, it's tougher to determine. Because, oh, just because somebody may allow penetration, if they sweep them out to the le- to the outside and a quarterback steps up in the pocket, is that considered a win? I don't know. We don't need to talk about it. Will Hernandez has not been as bad as everyone has been pointing him out to be. That's my that's my opinion. I don't think he has been as... I think he's actually been better than Kevin Zeitler. Yeah. So, it is a big loss. I would rather see Shane Lemieux because he's younger. We've seen Spencer Pulley. Whether he's going to be good or bad, I really don't think it... I don't care about Spencer Pulley. Shane Lemieux is a part of the Giants' future, and I would like to see him. Now, Bobby, the the thing that stinks, and COVID stinks, like, let's just get this out of the way. This is not a good time in the world. This is not a good time in the country. I don't know about you. I had a great day, so speak for yourself. It was raining here in the East Coast. It was a terrible day. Um, but we, we all understand this. So when I say, you know, and when I say this, know that it's coming behind that context as well, that I'm not ignoring that COVID is terrible, but the timing of this don't think it could be worse. The Tampa Buccaneers are by far and large, the best defensive unit in the entire league. They are. And we don't feel that the Giants offensive line is ready to really even handle subpar mediocre competition. And what they've been thrown all season long is intense, great competition. And this is arguably going to be their toughest test when their starting guard will not be playing. Plus, their guys may be missing one to two days of practice in preparation for this game. Counterpoint, throwback jerseys. (laughs) Just saying. Counterpoint throwback. No, in all seriousness, yeah. I mean, it's it's it sucks for all the obvious reasons. And Justin, the Giants brought him in and he started the passing protocols. Kenny Wiggins, who you know he's been in the NFL for you know close to ten years. He's had thirty eight starts with the Chargers and the Lions. You know he's a guard, and I think that signals that this will be the last game for Kevin Zeitler as a New York Giant. You know, it takes a few days to get through the protocol, so you know he wouldn't be ready for Monday if they wanted to. Um, I believe we've this Monday will be Kevin Zeitler's last game as a New York Giant. I I don't see why they would go out and make that signing if that wasn't the case. Yeah, especially since if they sign him, he can't play this Monday because all of the testing protocols and everything that you have to do, it's not like a guy can just show up on campus and be ready to go the next day. With how everything's going this year, 
they're not signing the new guard for this week. They're signing him for next week and for weeks beyond. You can maybe say that, you know, COVID fog, if Will Hernandez takes a little time to get over COVID, and if even though he's asymptomatic, if he's still showing signs of fatigue, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. We're not going to talk about it. But I'm just trying to think of all the alternatives, but I'm willing to bet that you are right, Bobby Skinner. Willing to bet you're right. Yeah. So let's but let's let's actually talk about the game a little bit. The Bucks are lethal. Lethal. Brady and them are balling, man. I mean, Scotty Miller is their leading receiver. Now, Chris Godwin's out. So here's my, here's my positive view of it. Here's my positive view of it, Justin, is that mm-hmm. Chris Godwin's out. We think Darnay Holmes is going to play. He was limited in practice, but he did practice. No, you know, he got rid of the non-contact jersey. So Bradbury and Evans, Bradbury's had success against Evans in the past, and Bradbury looks like his best version of himself. So yeah, Evans has also played a disappearing act at certain times this year. So that's that's positive. Right. Yes, and so just you know think about that. Gronk, Brady's been liking to go to him, but he'll throw to Gronk in tight coverage, which means you know who's to say we don't make a play on one of those. Um, now Scotty Miller, he's pretty good, but we've seen Patrick Graham try and hide things. So you know maybe they could do that. Um, and Patrick Graham's not the type of defense coordinator who's just going to line up and play the same defense every week. You know, where they will do different things and new things. Um, so that's my hope. That is my hope. You know, yeah. and you know they have the good tackles, but it's like I want I want us to force them to run the ball, and then if our three big boys up front and Dex, Leo, and Dalvin can make some stops, that's that's my positive way of looking at this game. And then on the offensive side, they blitz like crazy. The third blitz happiest team in the NFL. They blitz like crazy. This is a team that we saw Jones have success against. They have a decent secondary, but not the best in the world. You know, their their strength is up front with their D-line and JPP, Shaq Barrett, uh, and Dominic Kasu, and then their linebackers in Devin White and uh, Levante David. You know, their corners aren't bad, but they're not good. You know what I'm saying? Um, so if we can take advantage of, of some Shepard plays sneak the running back out there's times where you can sneak that running back out and you can have a big play in the passing game so and we saw jones against not the same exact defense but this defense last year have a coming out party like a like no other so that is my like path to victory it's a tough game we sure as hell ain't favorites this is as lopsided a game can be but that is my bobby skinner optimistic path to victory yeah, the Giants' defense, they're allowing three and a half yards per rushing attempt. That is the fifth lowest in the National Football League. You know, granted, take that as take that as you wish. A lot of teams have been running the ball in the fourth quarter against us because they're winning in games, so the you know the yards per attempt may be lower. That's still good. You know, that's still pretty darn good. Um, the passing defense for the Giants has wavered within the last few weeks, but getting Darnay Holmes back is kind of huge because then Logan Ryan can go back to playing safety pretty much full-time. And Logan Ryan, if you remember back to that 49er game, you know, thinking back to a team that uses tight ends, multiple tight ends, Tampa Bay has, you know, I feel like Tampa Bay has like three good tight ends that they could throw the ball to. Um, and you have Logan Ryan that could be blanketing tight ends, hopefully. That's that's the goal while Darnay Holmes is taking care of whoever's going to be in the slot. Is Scotty Miller going to be in the slot? Because Chris Godwin is 
receiver. So don't know who's exactly going to be taking that spot. I don't know. Tyler Johnson surely isn't a slot receiver. You know, the guy out of Minnesota. No, he's a big like. outside guy. So maybe they put Scotty Miller in the slot. But, you know, Miller's been, like you said, Godwin's been their slot guy. Um, and Miller's been on the outside. So I don't know how yeah. they uh, they approach it. You know, maybe it's some yeah. two tight end stuff with Gronk and Bray. Um, So, yeah. But on their defense. Interior, interior linebacker, too. That's still yeah. the very big concern. That's you know if we're if we're gonna get beat, it's gonna be over the middle of the field. You can feel more comfortable about running three safety sets this week we because will. Nate Ebner hopefully won't be out on the field as much. I think there will be a bunch of three safety sets. One because Brady, I was noticing it because the last two teams were kind of like some cover three teams, and honest Brady's read and in man coverage was inside linebacker, inside linebacker. So and I'll, we'll get to that in this. I actually have something that like that for my giant factor, but nonetheless. Um, they're, they're a really good team. They're favorites right now in the NFC. Yeah. Um, on defense, we kind of know, I mean, we've played this team a lot, you know, Shaq bear, we know how good he was JPP. Every, you know, we obviously know him, Devin white, who didn't play in the game last year. He is having a freaking year. He is having yeah. himself here. He has 61 tackles, eight and a half tackles for a loss, four sacks. <laughs> I mean, he is lighting stuff up and then they have Levante David next to him. I mean, that's. Is that the best inside linebacker duo in the NFL? Yeah, Bobby, we were saying this on our Talking Football uh, NFL 4-pack show, which we do on YouTube. every. We release that every Tuesday, I believe. So Tuesday, 8 a.m. Go week. check not it out. Not this week, because we play Monday Night Football. Ah, that's right. Not this week. Crap. So keep an eye out. Go subscribe to the YouTube. Keep an eye out for that. We're trying to dip our toes into Talking Football. Bobby, on the show, we talked about the Tampa Bay Bucks and their big win against the Raiders, big win against Packers the previous week. And I said between Shaq Barrett, JPP, Levante, David, and Devin white, not only do I think they have the best interior linebacker duo in the, in, in, in the NFL with Levante, David and Devin white, I think they have the best linebacker duo edge rusher plus interior linebacker. I really think they do. You can make an argument. Maybe well, no Pittsburgh, their interior linebackers, they're not thrilled over there in Pittsburgh with. So it's not, I can't I can't even argue them. But that interior linebacker and outside linebacker duo, edge rusher duo, think it's the best in the league. And the Giants, what they have been having trouble with is exactly that kind of area, is holding the edge rushers. Their tackles have been struggling all year. We know Andrew Thomas has been struggling. Matt, um, Cam Fleming is being Cam Fleming and just doing what he's expected to do, which isn't much. And Daniel Jones has been forced to break containment, run to the outside, take off and run, step up in the pocket, try to hold on to the ball for too long, while also receivers are not getting separation. And the main difference of Tampa Bay's team last year versus this year, last year they were the best in the NFL against the run. That has not changed. They're the best in the NFL against the run like this year, and they were the best against the run in the NFL last year as well. But the thing that has changed is that they are actually doing a good job playing pass defense. And that has been the difference between them being a middle-of-the-pack defense and the number one defense, which tells you just how important it is to play pass defense in the NFL. Yes. So, long story short, we're probably not going to have a lot of fun on Monday night. We're just probably not (laughs) going to have a lot of fun on Monday night. Are you got anything else before we kick it to the interview? No, no. Excited to hear what, uh, what, especially from somebody from the athletic, Bobby. That's a big get. That's a big get. Greg Allman. I actually had him on Silverman Radio a couple years ago. He's, he's a good smart. Like I said, we we keep, we try to keep these to ten minutes quick and yeah. concise and get some good info out of. So here it is, Greg Allman of the Athletic. 
Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We now welcome onto the program from the Athletic, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Greg Allman. Greg, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me on. Hope you are as well. Good. Good. Or, or, or of course, man. And uh, you know, we're friends with Doug, and so it's good to get uh, other Athletic people on and. We're cool with their Yankees people and stuff too. So I want to jump right into it though. Now this is, uh, uh, looks like a very lopsided matchup because it is honestly. Um, that being said, we'll start with Godwin. He's out for this matchup. Doesn't mean you guys don't have a ton of talent everywhere else with, with, with Evans and Gronk. So a two part question. One, will the, do you think it'll be, it's a significant loss against a Giants defense who's been kind of meddling. And then two, how uh, has Tyler Johnson looked, and like, is he like the next man up in that role? Yeah, I think it definitely hurts the Bucks just because uh, when they have Godwin and Evans, it's it's harder to kind of double cover their top receiver. With Godwin out, they can kind of shade a safety over to help. Uh, honestly, Bradbury's done a pretty good job against Mike Evans over the years. I mean, they they got each other twice a year when he was in Carolina. Uh, I think Bradbury had a pick, if not two, in London last year. Yeah, um, but. Uh, yeah, so in terms of who steps up with Godwin out, and it, not only is Godwin out, but Antonio Brown is still in his suspension for one more week. Uh, Tyler Johnson probably steps up as much as anybody. Scotty Miller is a second-year guy, a deep ball uh, threat that leads him in receiving yards. He'll get a little bit more as well. But I do think Tyler Johnson's probably the main guy that benefits from Chris Godwin being out. Um, he's a fifth-round pick from Minnesota, a uh, really promising player, has touchdowns in the last two weeks, um, had been basically – barely playing until the fifth game of the season. And now the last three, it's like he led him in yards against the bears on a Thursday night and then has had touchdowns the last two. So he's, he's starting to get the hang of it and, and he'll help. He's not Godwin, but, but he'll help him. Yeah. I, I remember through the draft process, that was one of our favorite guys is like, man, if he, if somehow he slips to us in one of those later rounds, he could be the guy there. And yeah, Bradbury, man, I, I mean, you know, I went and watched those Evans games as soon as the giants signed him and it was like, okay, you know, pretty, you know, pretty, pretty uh, positive. Bradbury's exceeded the expectations that you know we had for him so it'll be interesting to see how that matchup works and then what else Graham does who's been doing some different things with the defensive side of the ball um and to stick with the offense we know Wirfs has been good and I think Donovan Smith is the left tackle correct yes it seems like he's been all right how has the interior of the offensive line been because we're not expecting the win on the edges really any week anyways but the Giants do have those three big guys in the middle and you know and uh, Dexter Lawrence Leonard Williams and Dalvin how has the interior of the O-line held up for the for Tampa? Really well, really well. Their, their left guard's a guy named Ali Marpet, probably in line to get a, a Pro Bowl for the first time. Uh, been graded real high from, like, your pro football focus and stuff like that. Uh, their center's a guy named Ryan Jensen, um, who's, again, above average, like a top-10 center, uh, kind of an enforcer. Anybody that, that kind of gets out of line, they got to answer with Jensen there. And then their right guard's a little bit less proven. A guy named Alex Kappa, just in his second year as a starter, third year in the league. Uh, but he's graded out pretty well. So they, they've done well. I mean, their, uh, their run blocking has definitely improved this year. Uh, I think Ronald Jones is fourth in the league in rushing yards, getting a decent average. Leonard Fournette has run well at times. Uh, and in terms of pass pro, I mean, they've, they've given up just eight sacks in seven games, which by recent Buck standards is, is outstanding. I know it was unreal when I was looking at some of the you know the team stats, eight sacks in seven games. Like I get, I get worse as an upgrade, but geez, I, that was crazy. Is that the biggest difference though between Tom and, and Jameis? Is the fact that 
Tom's kind of getting the ball out in the right spots at the right yeah. time. Not even just the interceptions, just, you know, with Jameis, I mean, we saw last year in the, in the Giants matchup, he lit us up, but he was always kind of that guy that just held onto the ball and would, would chuck it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, Brady had his own issues with turnovers in like the first two games. But I mean, the last five games, he's got 15 touchdowns and one interception, and you can't play much cleaner than that. I do think he's, uh, just by his experience, just a lot sharper with not holding onto the ball too long, kind of having that internal clock to know how quickly you have to get rid of it. Um, I don't know what the hard numbers are, but they definitely get rid of the ball a lot quicker for the most part than than they did with Winston. I mean, it, it was good in that Jameis was able to extend plays sometimes, but it's hard to sustain blocks, especially if you don't know necessarily where the quarterback's going to be. So Chicago basically seems like the one team to have some real success. You know, the, the Saints game, obviously, but, you know, like Tampa was moving the ball and it was their first game. What yeah. does Chicago do besides just Khalil Mack being a beast, you know, and, and having like the one bad game for worse? Like what, what was Chicago able to do that like no other team has been able to do with that Tampa offense? Yeah, the, the two things that stand out are, are are having some success in the red zone defense against the Bucs. They're really good at converting when they get in. I think they're still perfect in goal-to-go situations for the season, like 20, 21 for 21. Uh, but Chicago did a good job. I mean, the Bucks went one for three in the red zone against the Bears. They had another drive stall at the 21, another at the 29, so they're just outside the red zone. But, yeah, they just they, they took an offense that really gets touchdowns consistently, and they held them to, to field goals. So, as a result, uh, you know, you score five times if you're the Bucs, but you get 19 points to show for it, you lose 20 to 19. I think Khalil Mack did step up in a big way. Uh, they didn't handle that pressure well. I think they gave up five sacks in that game, if I remember right, either three or five. Um, that, that's probably where it's – and then penalties, too. I mean, the Bucs completely beat themselves with penalties in the second half of that game. They had three on one drive. Uh, we're over 100 yards. The last two games, much cleaner. They had no penalties at all, which is crazy, against the Packers. And I think they had four for 20, maybe, against the Raiders. They've just been a lot more disciplined, a lot more careful. Right. Um, so switching over to the defense, you know, obviously we saw Daniel Jones have, you know, a lot of success in his debut. It's a different team. Um, and I, I know Bowles likes to blitz. I think you guys blitz the, my notes say, the third most in the NFL. That being said, with blitzing comes trusting your guys on the back end. Is there like a weak spot? I mean, I'll, I I want to save Winfield for a later, but like, is there any of those corners where it's like, man, if a team can pick on him the right way, or is it like, is I mean, what's the deal with the the, the Tampa secondary? Is basically what I'm asking. Yeah, when they go to nickel, um, they have Jamel Dean on the outside with Carlton Davis, and they have Sean Murphy Bunting in the slot, and and Murphy Bunting's probably been a little bit less. Uh, he had a really good rookie year, had some big interceptions, had a pick six against the Lions. And I don't think he's been as sharp this year. So if I were to identify uh, a vulnerability in that secondary right now, it'd probably be him. Carlton Davis is playing lights out. He'll, he'll probably line up on, on the top receiver that they think he should go up against. Jamel Dean is a, a taller, lanky guy on the outside who had a pick six against Aaron Rodgers. Um, they got three safeties they like, so leave and go into a dime sometimes. Um, you mentioned Winfield as a rookie. Jordan Whitehead's playing well. And they've got a guy named Mike Edwards, who's kind of their third safety but they're finding ways to get him in the game. He had a, uh, an interception that was called back, and then he had a, a tip on, on Winfield's interception last week as well. So, yeah, lo- lots of good young talent. They're all 24 years old or younger in that secondary as well. Right. So, you, you, I, you know, we both mentioned Winfield. He was one of my favorite guys to watch in, through the draft process last year. Just, like, the definition of the word playmaker and, you know, kind of takes after his father in that. How has he fit in? Like, has he been, like, a, you know, play the middle of the field or play up? Like, 
Or are they, or are they just using them all over? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the strength that Antoine Winfield brings is versatility. Um, he can be a box safety. He can be a center fielder. They've blitzed him. They played him. They had an injury at corner and they moved him to nickel for a game and he was fine there. He's cross trained there. So I think they're comfortable with him in nearly any situation. If he's covering tight end, he's a smaller guy, but he's a good leaper where he's held his own against bigger targets. Um, they're very comfortable. They've blitzed him. He has two sacks, has a forced fumble. They're really, I mean, if anything, I think what he's done best is, is just be able to do a little bit of everything they've asked him to do. Um, they try to use a lot of deception with their safeties. They'll, they'll switch between who's high, who's low, if they're too high, who the strong, who the free is. So there's a lot of, uh, they like to have it where you can't just look at the safeties and really know what you're getting on a play. Devin White was someone who missed that matchup last year with the Giants and, and uh, seemed like they felt it. Seem, you know, looking at the stats, he seems to be a guy that's just completely taken off. What's he doing that is, you know, winning him, you know, player of the month and stuff? Yeah, I mean, it, it starts with, with speed. He's just ridiculously fast. Um, had three sacks against Derek Carr on Sunday. Uh, we could really see his acceleration. They had a fourth and one game was pretty much over in the fourth quarter, but the Raiders had a fourth and one. And he's just trying to get to the, the marker on the sideline. And White just just popped him a yard short and got the stop. Um, White still has some coverage issues sometimes uh, with, you know, if you get a really good pass catching back, it can be a challenge for him. But, you know, in terms of piling up tackles, first three, four weeks of the season, he was among the league leaders. He and Levante David both uh, cover a lot of ground. They're playing smart. Um, that run defense is still the number one run defense in the NFL. And they're very much an extension of that as, as the guys that get to opposing backs first and, and quickly. Yeah, man, looking at some stuff and my, 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 uh, my co-host, he's big into analytics and he's like, man, this, this defense is just the best in the league paired with Brady and that offense on the other side. I'm actually in Florida, man. So it's, it's, uh, it's, um, in central Florida. So it's weird to see Tampa like being the talk of the town, you know, for the, since the first time since, you know, I was in middle school when they were winning the Super Bowl with, with John Gruden. So, it's been kind of nice to see, but also some of my friends, you know, becoming uh, more of trash talkers where their team where, yeah, you know, I used to be able to pull off the, you know, last time Bucks were in the playoffs, you know, the Giants were the ones that beat them. So been been some fun Giants-Bucks matchups in the past few years. So hopefully we get another one of those. Um, Greg, I appreciate you coming on. Where can people find uh, your work? Because I know a lot of our listeners already subscribed to The Athletic, so. Yeah, it's all at theathletic.com. Um, thanks to everybody on board as a subscriber. If you're not, uh, I'm pretty sure we still have a deal where you can get on for as little as a dollar a month right now, um, which is as good a deal as we've had. Uh, I'm on Twitter, um, just at my name, Greg Aumann, G-R-E-G-A-U-M-A-N. Thanks very much for having me on. Greg, appreciate it. All right, enjoy the game Sunday, or Monday, sorry. Yep. Take care. No holds bad. He, he took me in the low post and won, but I think we had on the Vasity. This season is in full swing and the action is still unfolding, so head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports, this is the time to check out all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried this app yet, head over to the App Store now because you do not want to miss this. To celebrate the showdown in Happy Valley, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when placing a bet on either Ohio State or Penn State. Additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. 
Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick either Penn State or Ohio State. Justin Fields, I would say pick Penn State in protest against Justin Fields because it's a pro-Daniel Jones podcast. This is a pro-Daniel Jones podcast. Bet $1 on them and cash $100 if they win. That's Penn State. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code JOMBOY during sign-up for a limited time only. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey only. Bonus compromise of a first deposit bonus at a first bet, bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling prompt? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now, we want to welcome on to the program. Oh. Can I welcome oh, on? Oh, okay. Go ahead, Bob. I, I have something to say. Okay, go ahead. I got something to say. Speaking of uh, picks... The Blue Zone, you know the Blue Zone podcast? We're doing a little competition for them. So they want us to do three picks each week. So I picked us for us this week. So Blue Zone, if you're listening, ask Justin next week and then Dan next week. So our picks are Titans minus five and a half, Steelers plus three and a half. And then our double pick is Raiders plus two and a half. So I represented us. So message message them next week, Blue Zone. Appreciate it. All right, we now welcome on this friggin' clown with the weather. Weatherman Dan. Trivia Dan. Trivia the Trivia King. Weatherman Dan, Danny King. You know, it's great to come on after hearing about our future quarterback, Justin Fields, going to be playing on a Saturday night. Uh, but let's get, we'll get to the weather. Uh, probably, I mean, no one's going to be in the stands, so that's good for them because it's going to be cold, really cold. It's going to be uh, 40 degrees. It's going to feel like 35. It's going to be a cold game there. I mean, so, I mean, it's just going to be bad for the play. I mean, it'll be fine for the players, but, I mean, it's probably going to be a boring game. Let's be honest with ourselves here. 40 degrees, uh, 8 mile per hour winds, humidity 51%, visibility 10 miles per hour. The visibility's been great all year, all right? So, no worry about them not being able to see. I I was worried about the visibility all year. And then we got the cloud cover at 41%. So, there's that. You love, you see the cloud cover? 40 40 degrees, advantage Giants. Bucks are not good in cold weather. They didn't win their first cold weather game until 2003 against Chicago, the year they won the Super Bowl, or 2002, sorry. Um, so like that's ever? just one more advantage for the Giants. It's like 80, it's like 85 degrees in Florida. Yeah, their first game where it was like 45 degrees or lower, they won a game. Aren't they like 2003? A his, like a long history franchise? Not that long, but yeah, since like the 60s. So there was a 40, 50 year gap. A, four, a 43, 45-year gap where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not win a game below 45 degrees. Yes, even longer than that, they were the only team without a kick return for a touchdown until, like, 2008. I'm not surprised, though, because, like, Florida people, like, when it gets down to, like, 50, they bring out, like, the winter coats because they're so concerned, like, the world's ended. I know, but it's still, it's like, that's still a crazy stuff. And, and the kick return stat, that has nothing to do with weather. All right. All right, Daniel. What's what's your what's your Danny's dumb trivia question of the week? All right. So last week you told me it was too easy. The week before was too hard. So I'm not sure what you guys think about this week. Just but right. Like um. The what porridge. is what is the name of the Giants running back to hold the most rushing yards in a single game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Single game, all time. Rodney Hampton. No. Ron Dane. No. <laughs> that would be funny. No. Ron Dane's biggest rushing game, I believe, was against the Dallas Cowboys where he had like 101 yards. So there you go. That's not the answer to your question. but I, It's not. It, it is. A, the, the answer is Billy Taylor. Wow. B- 
Billy Taylor was selected in the fourth round of the 1970 NFL Draft. Anyone who didn't know who Billy Taylor was, that's him. He had on 33 attempts, he had 148 yards and two touchdowns on the day. Uh, he went on to play like three seasons with the Giants, then he got traded to the Raiders in the 81 season. And then, no, he got traded to the Jets, and then he got then he signed with the Raiders, and then he disappeared oh, after that. He just fell gone. out of the league. That's a good one because some of our listeners will like some of our older listeners will know that. Like Marty should know the answer to that one. And it's one where we can, like, you know, take a guess at it. I bet you I know the most passing yards. Uh, Eli Manning, I think he had 503 yards that one year. <laughs> it's Eli Manning. Yep. Um, I'm never doing anything past it because it's just going to be Eli Manning. Yeah, Eli had three interceptions the first half of that game. And then. Best completion percentage. It was. It, he just went bananas in the second half. I was there. I was there in the stands. It was actually, hey, full circle. We talked about Greg Schiano like, uh, multiple times this week between talking football and talking Giants. Greg Schiano was the head coach that game, and remember that they tried to like ambush Eli yep. as soon as the game was over because they were taking a knee. And Tom, uh, Tom Coughlin was pissed. I loved Tom Coughlin after that game. So Schiano was such a bad head coach in the NFL. He had Darrell Rivas playing cover two flats like his whole, whole time there. Psh, what a dope! What a fool! What a dope! All right, uh, fantasy draft. Fantasy draft is your first time listening to the preview show. We do uh, three, uh, four rounds. Uh, picks from just the Giants game. So Giants, Bucks. So this week is a little better than the last few weeks where we've been like Jason Kroom, at, you know, in the last round. <laughs> so we got some Bucks players to to pick from this week. I did not take last place last week. I had 29.9 points compared to Danny's 29.3, who, you know, I'm what a loser. But I am in last place in the standings with 167 points. Danny has 256. And Justin's on a roll. He had 47.6 points last week. And he is in first place by a good, you know, a little less than 15 points with 271 points. So Justin's been on a roll. Danny, that that hot streak to start the season is all gone. It's all, it's, it's all rant out. Justin's able to successfully pick the crap teams with players we have no clue who we're talking about. I Like, I, the streak starts back up this week. It's going to start back up this week. The issue week. is Justin's not a real fan, so he's more willing to pick the other players' teams than us. Yeah, that's, that's true. No, the past the pa- the past two weeks, I've been picking Giants players. So I'm like, there's no shot like Eagles are able to do anything to us, and all of a sudden, what do you mean? I picked the Eagles. I picked and- Sterling Shepard against Eagles, and he was going to be my Giant factor before Danny stole him, and he was the best fantasy player last week. So don't call me a fake fan, Bobby. Who has the number one pick? You do, Justin. Oh. Justin, you have the number one pick this oh, week. I have second. Lord, Danny third, and then we'll snake back. So, Justin, pick number one. Shepard, I dare Loki you. don't want to have the number one pick. Um, give me... James Bradbury screws up the number one pick. He does. Because, it's, because like these teams have these great wide receivers, but it's like, do I want to take them against Bradbury? So, yeah, Bradbury screws up the number one pick, and that's what a, number, that's what a corner is supposed to freaking do. All right, this is a big-time hunch, and this is a big-time gamble. Give me Rob Gronkowski. He's been on a roll, and you, know, you could say what you want about Logan Ryan, Jabril Peppers... Blake Martinez covering. I hope I hope linebackers aren't covering him. But the Brady and Gronk connection has been back. And it sometimes doesn't matter who you have covering Gronk. Ain't going to stop him. Can't stop the connection. You can't stop the type of throws and the chemistry that they have. Yeah, they're just on a roll. I got, I got no faith in being able to slow down what Brady and Gronk got going right now. Gronk is old and big and lumbering. I'm not worried about Gronk. I am, but I'm trying to be confident <laughs> I here. I am. <laughs> So the guy who's number one on my big board, I expect the Giants to try and force the Bucks to run. 
Like, you're not going to beat us over the top. You're not going to beat us with the passing game. You're going to have to beat us with the run. Ronald Jones, Rojo. I think he's going to get some carries. Let's say he, you know, gets one in for a touchdown. You know, get him a little bit involved in the receiving game. So I'm going Ronald Jones. I'm going Ronald Jones for the Bucks. We're going back-to-back Bucks to start this off. And like I said, I don't really, there's nobody from the Giants where it's like, I want to pick that guy. And, you know, Mike Evans, I just don't feel comfortable picking him with my first pick when he's going up against James Bradbury, who's had success against him in the past. Yeah, the, Mike Evans. Yeah, as you said, James Bradbury just always messes up the first pick because you want to pick the best guy, but James Bradbury always shuts down the number one receiver every week. Yeah, except for last week. They just had him playing off of Deshaun Jackson, and he gave up some catches. But, yeah, for the most part, yeah. All right, Danny, snake it till you make it. All right, so with my first pick, I will be taking Scotty Miller. The Tampa Bay Bucks wide receiver. All Bucks first round. Uh, w- with Godwin being out, uh, I I feel like Scotty Miller is gonna be one of Brady's favorite targets. Last week he had 22 fantasy points against the Raiders. So minus Mike Evans picking up uh, James Bradbury, I feel like Scotty Miller could be going out there and having a day himself. So I'll take Scotty Miller. Scotty doesn't know. I, and then when I snake it back, I will be taking Leonard Fournette. Fournette, you're going for the backup running back. Wow. Fournette's been putting up some halfway decent points when he's getting running time. Uh, running time? When he gets some carries. And I think the Giants, want the defensive line is going to do his job for a few games. However, however, I feel like they're going to they're gonna break at some point because it always happens. This defense is good. Let's, they're good. Let's, but they always find a, they always start breaking somewhere. Like and that randomly they have one off quarter. I think that's where Fournette takes advantage. This is also probably going to be a game where the Bucks are going to be up big in the second half and they're just going to run Don't and feed that. the ball. Um, and Leonard Fournette, when he hasn't been hurt, <laughs> I know he was struggling with an injury last few weeks. He came back last week against the Raiders. He looked pretty darn good. So I like that pick, Danny. Thank you very much. All right, so this is embarrassing as a Giants podcast. This is just very embarrassing. The first four picks have been Buccaneers players. That's... That's just brutal. We took a backup running back before we took any New York Giants players. That's disrespectful. <laughs> With that being said, though, there's three Giants players I could pick from here, and I couldn't, like, there's there's not one where it's like, this is the guy I should pick. So I know this guy won't be there when I loop back around. I'm going probably the best player in this whole thing. I'm going Mike Evans. He had a big game against us last year against, you know, Jack Rabbit. Uh, I'm not expecting him to have a huge game, but I just feel like passing up on Mike Evans at this point of the draft would just be irresponsible. So I'm going Mike Evans. I, like I said, I'm expecting Bradbury to play him well and for them to go everywhere else but there. Um, but, I, I mean, I just can't pass up. I can't pass up Mike Evans at this point when I have – I mean, I'll have. I'll, I'll probably have the guy I want from the Giants when I loop back around. I mean, you're, I mean, you're going to – you're bound. To, Mike Evans is going to have a halfway decent game. But it's Bradbury, once again. He, he shuts down every number I one know, receiver usually. but it's usually. the fifth pick. So it's not like I'm – no, pick yeah, obviously it's, it's a good pick where you're picking him. It's good value. All right. All right, Justin, pick Tyler Johnson. No, don't. Justin, you got to look at you, and I'm afraid you're going to pick who I think you're going to pick. pick Tyler Johnson. No, I'm picking it. Sterling Shepard. Okay. Did Ooh. have a shoulder and a toe injury, so there is part of me that is afraid he's not going to play yeah, because that's... Thursday he I, either he was limited or he was out of practice. I think he was out of practice with that. Yeah, no, he was definitely out. Shoulder and toe injury, so I'm worried, but I think he will be fine. think he will play. Makes sense, you know. Sterling Shepard, I think, is the best route runner. He's the uh, security blanket for Daniel Jones. 
Uh, Darius Slayton's a pretty risky pick because it's very boom or bust because we don't throw the ball down the field. And the guy that I'm picking, he looked pretty darn good in the fourth quarter last week. Look really Evan good. Evan Ingram. No. Wow. No. Um, Devonta <laughs> Freeman's hurt. Give me no. Give me Wayne Gallman, even though the Bucks defense is like the best in the NFL in, in, against the run. But uh, give me Wayne Gallman. Maybe he'll break some runs. Maybe he'll get like a one-yard touchdown. So um, on the Gallman him. train. I think Gallman's going to have a good game in, as a receiver because they like to run these cover zero blitzes or with like a high safety. I do think that'll give some you know opportunities for Gallman to get in the receiving game. Um, I was close to making him my giant factor for this game, but because they are so good against the run, um, I, I'm not picking him. But yeah, Gallman. Now, we didn't talk about this much on the last pod. Because uh, we lost, or not the last pod, but the game went pod. I was ready to denounce my Wayne Gallman hate. I was going to become a Gallmanite like Danny King and Tim Coffey. I was getting ready to become a get Gallmanite, but I need to have it in a win. I need to have it in a win to declare myself a Gallmanite. So, good pick. All right, I'm going Slayton. I'm going Slayton. They're going to play man coverage, so that means we're going to take some shots. He's our number one wide receiver on the outside. You know, I think Shepard's going to play a little more slot. Um, so, I mean, I'm just going Darius Slayton. It's Daniel Jones' probably favorite target. Um, I, You know, I do agree I would have went Shepard over Slayton, but I'm, I'm going Slayton. Slayton, Slayton, at this point in the draft, I got to take him. Yeah, I mean, a good pick. Now, see, this is where I would pick Evan Ingram. But I'm Don't. not picking that god-awful player. I'm not picking him. I, I'm, I'm taking my time away from him. We need, we need time to separate ourselves. We need a break. Give me Tyler Johnson. I feel once again the Giants offense. Who knows what we're even going to get on Sunday, on Monday night, with whatever the heck they're dealing with. So I feel like Bucks players are the safe week, and I'm trying to get back in this thing. So give me Bucks players, please. Tyler Johnson was a guy I really, really loved out of Minnesota. Um, good route runner, nice. along with a guy who can really moss guys. A big bodied guy that. We kind of needed, <laughs> especially uh, when you look at things now. We kind of need a guy that is a good route runner, um, can be better. Anybody that's better than Golden Tate, an outside wide receiver that's better than Golden Tate because Sterling Shepard is primarily, hopefully, our slot wide receiver. So We should trade a draft pick for him. Not trade, funny. Trade I, would trade a, for who? I would trade a six-round pick for Tyler Johnson right now, straight up. Okay. Not funny. Not, I, I'm not joking. I really would. Well, why would the Bucks accept that when they're going for it? So They wouldn't. Because they're getting Antonio Brown. Yeah. All right, so I got a snake until I make it. Uh, so I feel like we've taken all the good Bucks players. The Giants players, I feel like the majority of them are all taken. The good not taken. Players. We've taken all the Buck players. <laughs> uh, I'm doing this mainly out of protest and hope it works out. Give me Caden Smith. <laughs> I think the Giants may take away a few reps from Evan Ingram. I think we see more of Caden Smith on Monday night. Because Evan Ingram... He's, he's had some bright spots, but that drop, that's unacceptable. Like, you got to punish him, punish him somehow for that. Give some reps to Caden and see what he can do. Let's see what he really got. I've been saying, I've been talking all week, that I think the Giants need to reduce Evan Ingram's snap count. You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the only thing I've tweeted about this week. Bobby wrote an article about he, that. He, well. he wrote, he wrote an article. He, re- he did a YouTube video. <laughs> I've been saying it all week. That, that got me good. Um, oh, Bobby, you're, you're yes, Danny. I hope the Giants read my block. Let's let's just say it like that, Bobby. I hope they didn't. You want to know why? Because you're going with because, Evan Ingram. 
because I almost went with him in the last round, but I knew Danny was going to be emotional and not pick him. I knew it. This is the mind of a of a genius. I knew Danny was going to be emotional and not pick Ingram. You are more than 100 points behind first place. They play. <laughs> we're rebuilding, okay? You're tanking. Um, we're, we're, re- we're rebuilding while winning. That's the motto, guys. We've been doing it for the past three years. I'm winning the standings over you, Justin, so suck it. Um, all right, so they play a lot of man coverage. Evan Ingram had a big game against the Bucks last year. I'm going Evan Ingram. Redeem yourself, Evan Ingram. I'm going Evan Ingram. If he has a good game, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. That's that's you're a bad fan. I've been with him through everything. I'd be like, guys, he'll turn it around now. Next year, guys, he'll turn it around. He's done nothing. Nothing. Oh man. All right, Justin. Finish it off. Justin's looking right, at the roster. My, he doesn't uh, even know who's left. My fantasy app isn't loading enough in time. So I'm going to search Cameron Brait right now, and he has been crap. So <laughs> give me Golden Tate. Gold, golden Tate. Tate, my guy, Golden Tate, touchdown Tate. That's what they've been calling him, touchdown Tate. I'd rather take Tate over Ingram. That's where I'm at right now. Uh, um, hey, he got a touchdown last week. He got me a touchdown last week. Also, can we? T- I love how that's Tate's thing. Like he did this last Thursday night when he catches the touchdown, he just walks back like I yeah, love I'm the man. And, and I love it too. But it's like Tate, you've done nothing all year. I know. Nothing. I love the. I love the the celebration. Um, not so much loving him though, but I do love. The, I love cocky, disrespectful celebrations. And then he punches, you know, the goalpost. Um, I know that probably triggers Justin, but Golden Tate. But he loves Golden Tate. He just picked him. I have no comment. Well, get ready to comment because it's Giant Factor time, Justin, and you get the first pick of Giant Factor this week. Golden Tate. Um, Didn't really. Darnay Holmes. Basically, these last few weeks without Darnay Holmes, this has almost felt like a different defense. I think a lot of the defense right now is kind of revolving around him because of the lack of depth that we have. That's not a bad pick. Yeah. Not a bad pick. Yeah. He's in, he's he's super important. If he plays, he's very important because it, one it allows Logan Ryan to do his thing, and he's been he's been pretty decent besides besides the 49ers game. You know, I I've been mostly happy with Darnay Holmes, especially with expectations. It also means Corey Ballantyne's not out there. Yes, even a huge, gosh, bigger it sucked to see him out there. By the way, Marjay Harper is just a madman. Like I remember when he was in, like he was like right in the him and Nick Gates were like the main people in the Golden Tate. Jalen Ramsey fight after the Rams game. And I was like, wow, this guy really right in there. And then last week where he like has like two late hits. I was like, oh, he's just, Mondre Harper's just a psycho. Um, which I don't hate that, but it, it is what it is. All right, my giant factor this week. It's a free agent addition by the New York Giants. He's new to the Giants. And I think he said this week, like, hey, the Giants have beat Tom Brady a couple times before when they were the underdog. It's just, it has happened. We need to talk about that more. We are Tom Brady's daddy. And I'm going with the middle linebacker, inside linebacker, Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez, you are my giant factor this week. One, the Bucks, they like to make their passing game reads off of the inside linebacker. One, that's one reason why you're my giant factor. Two, we got to stop the one up front. We can't have our safeties coming down and helping this game because of that. So you need to stop the run. It's it's those three big boys up in front of you, and you got to be there to fill. And three... We don't got nobody next to you. Whether it's David Mayo, who I've I've had a newfound appreciation for David Mayo because Devontae Down sucks so bad. 
But nonetheless, David Mayo's not great. Down sucks. We're playing Ebner out there. So, Blake Martinez, go out there, be a factor. Be the reason the Giants win. Have your signature moment as a New York Giants linebacker and be a giant factor. Blake Martinez. Show that speech, Martinez. All right, my Giants, I guess we're all going defense here. I got Kyler Fackrell as my Giants factor. Uh, he, he's played over 90% of the defensive snaps the past three weeks due to injuries, and now with Golden being gone, he's obviously, well, I mean, he's already getting more snaps over Golden, but that's going to continue. And we, we need to make Tom Brady feel uncomfortable in this spot because if Tom Brady is able to just to sit back there and do what Tom Brady does, he's just going to pick this defense apart one by one by one. So I want Kyla Fackrell to get up in Tom Brady's face this entire game. I did some look at the Bobby's Favorite Service PFF. Uh, he graded out as the Giants' 11th best defensive player on Thursday night. And the Buccaneers have the ninth best pass blocking. <laughs> Sorry, best I'm not supposed best. to interrupt giant factors. That's my fault. You ruined the good speech. No, but I mean, and the Buccaneers have a good pass blocking offensive line. So if Kyler Fackrell can cause some pressure on Tom Brady, make him self-sack himself a few times, I think the Giants can have a chance to stay in this game for a few quarters. But Kyler Fackrell, give me some pass rush. Show us why the Giants signed you to that one-year deal. Give me Kyler Fackrell. That uh, extravagant one-year deal. All right, so we all we all went Let's defense. We all went defense. The Giants just put out a tweet that says no, no. excuses with some no. pictures from practice today. So then I commented. I said no excuses, not even COVID. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. I think that's what they were going. I, I just wanted to point it out. <laughs> Not even the if there's a fire. Understand. Not even if <laughs> there's a fire. <laughs> let me. I'm going to tweet that actually. <laughs> Not even if there's a fire. Hold on, let me pull up Twitter. <laughs> I'm on the Talking Giants account. Let me get off. I, I love. I love practice in 2020. Look at that. It's the freaking player the, wearing a mask. Right, let's just talk about drills. how much that also must have sucked today. It's. Raining. They're one and six. I got. I got no sympathy for it's them right now. Raining, None. pouring rain. Good for them. Cold, Good. and they Good. had to wear mask with the face mask and the, the the oh with the chin strap. It must have sucked. That one's a bummer. Other than that, I don't care. Win more games, then you can wow. practice in seven. Wow. Simple as that. Daniel's just no sympathy or empathy. None for the New York Football None. Giants players. I said not even if there's a fire. Over under. 18 likes by the time the podcast is over. Over. Because you, your you already got one. Likes. You already have two. You already have three. It, it, well, one of the likes is him. Let's be honest. No, I haven't liked it myself yet. All right, Bobby. All right, now but I'm going to now. So I'm the fifth like. All right. This sounds really <laughs> lame. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get into quick picks. Justin, you're in last place because you're a loser. 30 and 25, you had a 3 and 5 week last week. The listeners are in first place because they pick favorites. To me, that's just being a loser, anyways. Like, your record's the best, but I still view you guys as listeners or losers at 36 and 19. So then I'm the winner. No. Okay. Me and Danny are the winners. We both went 4 and 4 uh, last week, and we are at 31 and 24. Let's start it off with Thursday Night Football. Falcons at Panthers. I have found like a newfound love for Thursday Night Football lately. I don't know what it is, but I am going to agree. I kind of want to go upset. I feel like an ups- I'm going upset city this week. I'm going Falcons. Listeners win Panthers. I don't know why, but it's Thursday Night Football. Let's get crazy. 
I'm going Falcons. Justin, who are you going? I'm going to go with the Panthers. The Panthers are going to trade Chris, trade away Christian McCaffrey because Davis is the best running back in the NFL. And we the, need a running back right now. And the Panthers are also the team that is the second most pass happy on second and long. So I love the Panthers. Daniel? I wanted Christian McCaffrey in uh, 2017, but we drafted Evan Ingram. Uh, I'll take the Panthers. McCaffrey would have been the better pick. 100%, but the Giants were good in 2016, so we were we were too far down the draft. But, uh, yeah, give me Sir Perk. Give me the Panthers this week. Sir Perk, Sir Perk. All right, we got Patriots at Bills, and this could be the end of the Patriots if they lose this. The listeners went Bills. Danny, who are you going? I'm going Bills. I mean, the Patriots have already struggled. They're not going to have Julian Edelman either. Give me Josh Allen. Circle them wagons, baby. Justin? This game could be closer than people think because the Bills' defense is pretty bad, and it's strange how bad they are because the Bills' defense has been really good the last couple years, and you would think that they would only continue to improve since the quarterback is on their rookie deal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think the game may be closer than people think, like I said, but still, Pats are just so um, beaten down right now, so give me the Bills. Never count out Bill Belichick when he's at it, when he's down when he's in the corner. That's when the man's at his best. I believe in Bill. I'm going Patriots. They figured it out. Cam Newton has been bad, but Cam Newton is not like Cam Newton is still Cam Newton. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going Patriots. They pull this out against the Bills. The Bills haven't beat them yet, so I'm I'm going Patriots. Next we got the Raiders, which I keep on writing them down as Oakland. I keep on forgetting they're in Las Vegas. Uh, we got the Raiders at the Browns. The so listeners went Raiders. I think I'm going Browns. I just, I, I originally I had Raiders in this game, and I think I gave Raiders to the Blue Zone guys, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm going upset city this week. I'm going Browns. They're they're better off without out Odell. That's been the hot take this week that everyone's been saying that I don't necessarily agree with. I agree. Why not? Numbers numbers don't lie, Bobby Skinner. Their run their running game is way worse with Odell off the field. How about that? Mm. Running the ball doesn't matter though. Running the ball doesn't Cleveland. matter when you're Cleveland. It does. Give me the Browns. Let Baker Mayfield no. cook. It just doesn't flow well. It just doesn't flow yeah. well. One thing uh, Baker's cooking is pastries. Oh, old chubby <laughs> ass. Uh, yeah, give me John Gruden his and the Raiders. When he comes to New York. All right, well, you got you got the Raiders. I I'm changing my pick. I'm going back to the Raiders too. I'm, I, I just I literally just picked that because the listeners went Raiders, and I'm trying to fade the listeners this week. Um, but I'm going Raiders. I I. I Gruden has the, the, the Browns, Browns lost, numbers. I'm going the Raiders. They've lost their star wide receiver. Jarvis Landry's hurt. Odell Beckham Jr. is Odell Beckham Jr. He makes the, the Browns are a better team with they him. They didn't lose Donovan Peoples Jones. All right. Colts <laughs> at Lions. This could be the last game for future New York Giants wide receiver Kenny Galladay. Guys, I'm all in on Kenny Galladay. I really am. And I would trade a third round pick for him. I know it sounds dumb and it's hypocritical. I'm in full bloom love with Kenny Galladay. He has surpassed Allen Robinson's my guy. That being said, I'm on the Bears train. I believe in this Bears team. People are trashing them. The Bears went five and one, beat the Bucks, who everybody loves, and they have a bad game Monday Night Football. And everyone's like, "See, this is the Bears. They're still five and two. I'm on the Bears train, and I'm not getting. I'm riding it to the wheels fall off. Bears. I've got the Bears. Why are we talking about the Bears? The Colts, Lions, Bobby the Colts, and Lions. Oh man, I got. I was just. I don't know what. I got the Colts. I got the Colts. 
what what would have rounded out just a beautiful bear speech by selecting the indianapolis colts yes i i i want galladay as well I'm, i don't want to give up a firm round pick we've been in the same rodeo last don't year care. and fans wanted to kill dave gellman now if he does it with galladay they're like oh dave gellman so no but uh give me the colts to win this way to game. call him out Danny. The bears. way to call him out thank you thank you yeah but kenny galladay greater than leonard williams and it ain't even close but Leonard Williams is making our defense better. Doesn't matter. Like Kenny Galladay, like we have Jason Garrett as our OC. What's good? Why is Galladay coming in going to make us a better team right now? I don't. We don't have. I don't have enough time to go into. It. I just put out a <laughs> ten minute video out on it. Um, Justin, who you got? Colts. Philip Rivers has been pretty good. But Philip Rivers cook. That's, that's you think you think Philip Rivers would want to come to New York if the Jones experiment doesn't work out? Steelers at Ravens. Shut up, Daniel. <laughs> Listeners went Ravens. I believe in the Steelers. Yeah, I think they're a better team than the Ravens. Um, and I don't hate the. I, I still think the Ravens are really good. Um, but I, I'm going to Steelers, man. I I think the Steelers team is really good, and I think they're going to have something for Lamar. This will be the game I will be watching at one o'clock on Sunday. I'm going with Big Ben and those Steelers. I agree. I think the defense is too good. Uh, especially the run defense, that's the bread and butter of the Ravens. They're they're run they're rushing offense and doing it in some creative ways. But I think the Steelers are going to draw up some creative ways to stop Lamar Jackson and company. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers to stay undefeated. Same as all you guys, Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I'll be watching Red Zone if anyone cares what I'm doing. On I tried Red Zone for five minutes and I couldn't do it. I just I have to watch games. I'll go back and forth from games, but I can't do Red Zone. Uh, we got Saints at Bears. I think you guys know who I'm going for in this one. Justin? The Colts. Saints. Colts. Oh, very funny, Danny. Saints have looked uh, Saints have looked better the last couple weeks. Daniel, who do you got? Saints. They're getting Michael Thomas back. Enough said. If he doesn't punch yeah, anybody in the face. That's obviously. Barring that. The Bears are good. The Bears are good. People need to stop dissing the Bears after one game. So it's a perfect example of media narrative. It's like they've been saying they suck, they suck, they lose one game. It's like, see? It's like, what do you mean, see? They're five and two. The uh, the offense has to be five the offense two. has been tough. No one ever said the offense was great. The off we said the offense is, can win you some games, and the defense is really good. That's what people have said. Well, five and the Rams two. are a good team too. Like it's. Anyways, I I can't stand the. Like people make like after two and zero, oh, they said that, and then they kept on winning games, and they're like, well, well, well. It's like the Joel Josh Allen. Well, thing, you're in Josh the media Allen's now. A... You're in the media now, so you're. you're yeah, but I'm of... not snobby like them. I'll oh, do something okay. dumb. You need to post a dumb video tomorrow. People that hate the Bears, this is the size of their. <laughs> there it is. Of their there he is. Oh, there he is. He came out. For those of you listening on the podcast app, Bobby I'll Skinner. Light your ass on fire. Whoa, now he has a lighter. He was for... be... he was being company friendly. For those for those of you on the podcast app, Bobby Skinner uh, got a tape measure out and he. I would drive this through your neck. And he got two inches off of the tape measure. And he said that was the size of, of some male anatomy. What's the next game? We have 49ers Seahawks. B- bigger than Eagles. 49ers at Seahawks. I'm going Niners. The listeners want to see. The Niners, one, the Seahawks defense is horrible. Yeah. The Niners are going to have something for them. I'm going Niners. Justin? You're dumb. Russell Wilson forever. He lost last week. <laughs> Uh, Snacks Harrison's on the Seahawks, so I'm going to root for Snacks because he liked my tweet. In case anyone forgot, he liked my tweet. <laughs> he, quote, he, re, he replied to you. He said, he, yeah, he, 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 you he made Snacks me. cry. He literally said, you just made me cry. 
I made snacks cry, guys. That's all me. I got him. Well, Bobby sent me the video, and then I, I posted it. I that was so be funny because, like, we were just starting, and I was, like, trying to figure out where, like, I was like, hey, you should post this video and, like, say something since, you know, like, it was more, it was me, like, giving you a pointer, and it's like, oh, wow, Danny does a tweet that does, like, ten times better than one I've ever done, and it was the one I told him to do. I was like, son of a my, 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 And then literally, like, a week after that happened, you had a tweet that got 10,000 likes. Oh, I realized college football, um fans are crazy and jared judy juking someone is worth way more than all the hard work we do to be fair i've also <laughs> made snacks cry multiple times not we're talking about the real snacks the snacks we care about you, that is such an insult he's gonna get his I father's know. machete and kill you both well, we're a gun violence pod we don't need machetes last game <laughs> cowboys at the eagles Wait, before we start, before we start, how is this a Sunday night game after what we experienced the past few games? I love Sunday, it. We go, we go from, we get Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray to Ben DiNucci and Carson Wentz. Ben DiNucci. I really want the Cowboys to win because it'd just be so funny. But the Eagles have to be the pick here, right? Yes. I'm feeling it. Give me Ben DiNucci and the Cowboys. There we go. There we go. All right. All right. Let's we'll see how it goes. All right. Danny, what's your prediction for Giants Bucks on Monday Night Football? Uh, probably pain. Long night. Dreadful. Horrendous. Uh, Giants win. Freaking 35 to 34. Justin? 31 13 Bucks win. I explained the path of victory earlier. Get it done. I'm not, I'm not afraid of the Bucks. I'll never be afraid of the Bucks, no matter how good they are. And I'll never be afraid of Tom Brady's sorry ass. Giants 77, Bucks 0. Monday Night Football. Daniel Jones coming out party. Suck it. All right, that's an episode. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back for, you know, the game episode Monday night. It's going to be so fun because we're going to win. Appreciate you guys. Until then, let's go Big Blue. <laughs>